Money today. Stephen Philby finds out what you need to know if you're considering buying a property in the UK as an investment. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning. I'm joined by Gordon Franks, Managing Partner of Lifestyle Property, to talk about investing in the UK. So good morning, Gordon. Good morning, Stephen. How are you? I'm very good. What makes the UK attractive to Hong Kong investors? Well, I think it's certainly not the weather. But it's probably more so the stability of the market. The Hong Kong market, as we all know, we can have plus or minus 10% in relatively Mm. quick periods. Whereas the UK tends to be a bit of a boring, dare I say, a steady eddy in terms of consistent growth, good levels of income from a rental point of view, stability, and of course, it's a lower entry cost as well. Not everyone can afford to buy in Hong Kong, so you may use the UK as a stepping stone. That's right. How much have prices gone down in this latest round? I mean, I know in most countries prices are going down, and I would think that would be the same in UK. It all depends upon what you read. I could show yeah. you articles showing it going up and going down. Going I mean, up? Yeah, it depends. yeah. The UK has lots of different pockets to mm. it. So certain areas, when I say going up, it might be going up by very small numbers, point one, well, 1% or 2% over the course of the year. But I'd probably say on average, we're seeing the overall market only down about 5% or so at most. So in that respect, it's not too bad. Okay. So what risks need to be considered when you're looking at UK property? I think the risks are the same with any property market. And we can't talk about property without talking about inflation or interest rates. Interest rates have, of course, gone up throughout the world over the course of the last year. But I don't always think we're in a high interest rate environment, as many people will say we are. We're more in a normal interest rate (laughs) environment. Looking back, and I'd like to think I'm not 30 or 40 or 50 years into the game, but Mm. historically, if you're borrowing money around 5%, it wasn't too much of a bad rate. My parents will talk about double-digit interest rates. That's right. So Mm. that is what I call high interest rates. So those are the risks, and those can be mitigated, though, by sensible finance. Whenever you're looking at an investment decision, you shouldn't be looking at taking the maximum out and really gearing yourself high. So... If you look at borrowing a sensible amount where rent covers mortgage costs at a realistic level, well, that protects the risks and you have long, the long-term upside. That's right, yes. So you've got that alternative of fixed rate for a bit more stability. Mm. Um, but is there a difference in what to look for when you're looking for a home, if you're looking for it for yourself to live in or as an investment? Absolutely. A home is an emotive purchase, not an investment. So there's certain factors which need to be just so for Stephen or just so for Gordon. That could be the view or the size of the bedrooms or you might want a Range Rover in your garage, I might want a Mini. And you don't mind paying a premium for those factors. So I always say if you are buying as a home, it's worthwhile jumping on a plane, using a local agent, looking at 20 or 30 properties Hmm. and find that one that just ticks your boxes. If it's an investment, it's very different. It's driven by numbers. So you need to have a good story behind why will that market go up. Don't get baffled by science. Is it a logical story? Does it make sense as to why people would move there? Will prices go up? Is there a steady demand for people to rent it? And then look at that unit. You or I might want a four-bedroom house if we're buying a home. But investment, you might want a one- or two-bed city centre apartment. Mm. So try and remove the emotion from the logic and that's where you're looking really different between a home and an investment property. So how about involving a buyer's agent? 
whether it's for an investment or your own home, particularly, you know, living in Hong Kong, if you're doing it at a distance, would a, a buyer's agent be helpful? I think it depends upon what your definition of a buyer's agent is, because there's lots of exhibitions in Hong Kong and lots of people That's who true. market property. So I'm if, talking about someone on the ground yeah, in the I UK think, who can go and look at these places for you. I still think that mm. works well, but I would advise you to jump on a plane and look around because you need that local knowledge. You need to walk around the area and make sure that it just fits your needs. Mm. But also, I think... There's a tendency from people saying, I'm going to move to the UK, I'm going to buy a place straight away. And I speak to people and say, oh, when was the last time you were there? I've never been to that city. But they're buying a place overseas hmm. for the family to live in. And in that respect, I'd usually say go there, rent for six months. If you have children, make sure you get them into the right school, make sure they enjoy that school. And just make sure it ticks all the boxes for you as a family. Yes, it usually makes sense to buy, not rent. But at the end of the day, you have to be happy. And it has to be the right place you're buying if it's a home. But on the flip side, the agents, if you're buying for an investment, certainly do add value because they know the market. They can maybe remove that emotion we talked about and make sure you're getting the right thing to make money. Yeah, I bought an investment property and I think I did get some emotions involved there. It's very difficult separating the two, actually. Yeah. But um, <laughs> going back to, well, investment properties, what area is best now? to invest in the UK? Okay. I'd probably say Birmingham is the quick answer to that. Okay. Most people expect to hear you say London, mm. but the, the UK does exist outside of London. Manchester has been very heavily marketed in Hong Kong and throughout the world, and it's done very well over the last six or eight years, but it's really down to the way it's been marketed in Asia, and it did well because of HS2, the high-speed train. I was going to ask about that. Yeah, that but must make a big difference. It does, but people mm. forget it goes to Birmingham first. Manchester's probably 10 or 15 years ago, and it goes to Birmingham first. And when I talked about that story, a lot of companies are relocating there. Goldman Sachs even have an office there, a lot of back office, a lot of demand for rent and capital appreciation. And the ticket price isn't too high. And again, when you talked about risks, you can mitigate that risk by buying a, a lower price property and taking less finance out. Okay. So what's the situation around borrowing money to buy a property in the UK? Okay. Well, the banks are used to lending to people living and working outside of the UK. That's probably the question I get asked the most. Mm. I don't live in the UK. Can I get a finance? Well, yes, they're very used to it. And even the names we know in terms of Bank of China, Shanghai Commercial, HSBC, they have teams working for the international market. Loan-to-values are typically up to 75%, so 25% deposit. But I use the word up to. The reality, again, talk about risks, budget probably on a 65% mortgage. Give yourself that cushion should you need it. Interest rates, of course, have gone up, probably looking at paying around 6% at the moment. That can be on an interest only, which brings your cost down. And that's from one of the banks in Hong Kong? Uh, they're UK banks or UK divisions. Mm. Very few Hong Kong banks per se lend in the UK, but it's the names you know from Hong mm. Kong. How about, well, as you say, there's houses of all sorts of values. If you've got a lower price property, taking out a personal loan to take advantage of a much lower rate in it, Hong Kong. It is a much lower rate, but it's an awful commitment in terms of you as the borrower. As I said, in terms of risks, making sure your rent covers your mortgage costs. If you took a personal loan out, the personal loan repayments would be a lot more than the rent you're receiving on the property. Yeah. Now, that's great if you can afford to service that from disposable income in Hong Kong. But I often refer to this as not being the real world. 
let's say it was ten or fifteen thousand dollars a month you were supporting that if you had to leave hong kong for your choice or for anything else and you went back to let's say the uk that fifteen thousand dollars or one thousand five hundred pounds is an awful lot of money to find and whereas you could maybe get a mortgage now because you're working if you're not working the bank's not your friend like they were mm. and so for me yes it is possible you can save interest it would pay the loan off very quickly but i think there's a lot of risks outside of that or it's a big commitment what you need to consider okay well some really interesting stuff there thank you gordon franks managing partner of lifestyle property been fascinating talking to you about investing in uk property perfect thank you cheers